Hi, it's Reverend Kurt Condra at Unity on the North Shore in Evanston, Illinois. Unity offers positive, practical, and progressive teachings that support spiritual evolution and abundant living. You can join us for our weekly Sunday service at 1030 in these days of sequestering. It's by Zoom. Uh, so please visit our website at www.unityns.org and register for the Zoom link. If you missed the service, you can also see the video version of our Sunday lessons on our YouTube channel, Unity North Shore. Again, visit us at our website, www.unityns.org, to see the many ways in which we're creating connection in this time of physical distancing. God bless. So good morning, beautiful people. I'm Reverend Cristina Garza here with you serving as your minister while Reverend Kurt is taking a much needed day off. So I'm grateful that all of you all are here um, with me today and we're gonna be talking about prosperity, how to get your prosperity hustle on and how to be in the flow. You know, it's interesting to me that when I first started Unity, I was really taken aback by the elders in the community. And I remember going to Unity Church, you know, many, many moons ago and talking to folks and somehow in casual conversation when they'd reveal all these amazing things they were doing in their life. And then they would say, oh, and I'm retired. Or they would reveal how old they were, you know, or how young they were, I should say. And I would be so amazed that, you know, we live in a culture where elders are disregarded. You know, once you're after a certain age, you kind of have no use. And yet in unity, churches, I would see where in their retirement, they were still doing all these amazing things and they looked fantastic. So I remember thinking, oh, what's the secret here? Like, I want some of that. Like, I definitely want to be part of this community. Like, something's really special. Something's happening here. And I think, you know, we oftentimes see people who don't know unity really well, we'll see from the outside and think it's just an accident. I remember when I started unity, I've shared many times, I was a complete hot mess. You know, I was struggling. I was struggling um, emotionally. I was struggling financially. I just was struggling um, in my life and my career. So it was, it was a hard time, but I had hope. I had hope by seeing um, all the examples, beautiful examples of how principle had been used in, in people's lives. And there's a song that, that I love. It's an old kind of old gospel song, older gospel song. It's from 2008 by the group Mary Mary. And the song is recounting this woman who um, people are seeing her and seeing how she is in her life and what she has. And so they're talking about how people are noticing she's got all these cool clothes and she's got a cool car and she's got all the, this wonderful disposition and people around her and people who love her and people who support her. And people assume that it just is. And the song goes on, the title of the song is called The God in Me. And the song goes on to talk about how this woman actually has what she has from, we wouldn't understand it in this, they wouldn't, it's a traditional gospel song. So it's not necessarily how we would understand it, but it's really about working principle. So there's a part in the song where she's talking about, you know, I'm getting on my knees, you know, she's, she's praying and she's also talking about I'm giving, you know, being able to tithe and to give of, of herself. And so the song is really about 
how it is that you work principle, spiritual truth, spiritual principle, that then you have this abundant, beautiful life. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about what that means and how we do that and how we grow that in our lives. I want to first start with a little bit, as I always do, of kind of level setting and having us understand from a definition perspective what we're talking about. So I'm going to go kind of, you know, back to our roots here and look at what Charles Fillmore talks about in the revealing word as the metaphysical definition of prosperity. So prosperity is is abundance. It's about abundance everywhere present, that we are presencing resources all the time, that it's an energy that is unfailing and that it's ready for us, for all who are open to it, for all who open themselves up to it and to work through it. And it's based on this idea that, you know, God is the, the backing of everything, the God within us, the God between us, the God around us. It's really the foundation of this prosperity. And it's really an idea in many ways that begins in our minds when we take on this consciousness that this is really the truth of our lives. You know, it's not about visible possessions. Oftentimes in our culture, that's how we identify prosperity. But we know, for example, you know, Jesus, in Jesus's ministry, you know, there wasn't necessarily talk of, of personal riches, but yet there was, always an, there was always plenty. There was always an opportunity for people to be fed, both emotionally, physically, the feeding of the, with, the, with the fish, right? The thousands. So those kinds of examples, remember that, that prosperity is always there when we have the consciousness to call it forward. It's an energy, it's a... Uh, foundation that is inexhaustible. It's omnipresent. And again, it's not about material possessions. It's not about what we have in the outer world. When I was thinking today about what I was going to talk about, I happened to go on our website to get some information. And right on the homepage, we have um, a picture and it's sort of a testimony as we have from many of our congregants um, that's a campaign that we did uh, about a year or so ago called Living Full Out, how our congregants apply unity truth principles and in their life to have abundant living. And right on the homepage, who's there, many of you, you may, may know, it's Hecky Powell. And so Hecky was a congregant who made his transition um, back in May. And I thought to myself, that's such a great example. Again, going back to this vision of seeing elders. And I hope he doesn't get mad. He's probably around here right now. I don't know if he would be offended that I called him an elder. But, you know, seeing elders and, and what they do. And I thought, you know what? I, I really want to talk today a little bit about Hecky's story and how Hecky in his life was a true embodiment of that prosperity consciousness and really got his prosperity hustle and flow on. So if you kind of just permit me a little bit, so many of you all may know a lot of this information, but I really feel like I want to share. He was a Unity Truth student for many, many years of his life, and he applied principle all the time, everywhere. He was a philanthropist, and he was a youth advocate, and he was a business owner. I love how he tells the story that he started his business in 1983 with just $100 and grew his business now to be so popular. Everyone in the Chicagoland area knows him. Even 
even beyond. I remember posting on my Facebook page about um, his transition, and I had friends from other walks of life, not even Unity, that knew him somehow, or at least knew his barbecue as well, right? So his reach was just, was inexhaustible in that way through the work that he did in his business. But he was also known as an amazing philanthropist and community activist, always speaking up, speaking about community issues, supporting people in the community. And in, in 1994, he started the Forrest E. Powell Foundation after his father, and that was to give scholarships to young people and also vocational training, as he was really passionate about training young people and the vocations and giving them other opportunities other than necessarily the traditional college trajectory. His legacy really is in many ways a kind of collective legacy from his family of this, what I like to call a spiritual entrepreneurship. He was in um, he came to unity from his parents. His parents brought him, he talked about as a young child, that he was introduced to unity. Um, and he had, you know, some complications during his lifetime, especially as a youth, he would say he was a, you know, troubled youth. And so, but he still maintained you know, unity truth principles and came back very actively later in life. And I find, find it so interesting. He talks about how, he talked about how his father, used to clean houses on the North Shore. His father started just really in a, the service industry and worked as many African-Americans in that time did because there were no real opportunities for people of color. And yet, because, even because he did that, he still was able to get enough funding to purchase a house for his family in that time. And that's not an easy feat. That, now, even today, and it certainly wasn't for people that back then, certainly people of color, certainly a person who was working in the service industry, and he had nine kids that he was raising and taking care of. So it's this idea that no matter who you are, no matter what your station in life, you have access to that inexhaustible resource, that supply, right? And he also talked about how his great grandfather was a slave in Missouri and he escaped slavery to freedom in Iowa and how he built his life and his family from that consciousness. And again, it's that part of that too is that prosperity consciousness, that idea of the supply, that idea that we are more than what we're told that we are. And so accessing that and knowing that you are more than society may tell you to be at that time. So he's part of that legacy, as we all are. I mean, that's specifically to his family, but it's also part of this energetic legacy that we are all a part of. You know, how did he do this all, right? How did his, he come from this? How did he do it? How did he apply the principles? So I'm gonna suggest something. I'm gonna actually give you all his secret sauce. You know, he would always be asked how um, his barbecue tastes so good. And he would always say it's in the sauce. And he would joke and say he would not give up his recipe ever to anyone. And so today I'm gonna to give you a secret recipe, the secret recipe, his secret recipe. So get ready. But it's not for his barbecue, y'all. Don't think I'm giving you his barbecue recipe because I don't even know it. But it's really his secret sauce for life. And it's part of the unity principles that he embodied. There he tells a beautiful story um, that I've heard many times from different people replaying it or videos of him where he saw his father cutting a tree and his father was already um, very elderly and frail and perhaps sickly. 
and it was raining, it was storming, and there was the tree that had fallen in his house. And so he went over, rushed over to help his father, um, and they worked together. And there was this really poignant, beautiful moment where they were just working with this wood, getting the wood and putting it in the garbage can. That was actually one of the last times, last interactions that he had with his father. And there was something about that moment that he knew that then and there, even when he was doing that. And later that night, he actually came back and took out a piece of the wood from the garbage can that it caught his eye earlier that day. And it was a tree trunk that had three prongs. And so he took that and really felt like that was such a staple of um, symbol, symbol of his life and his principle and truth principle in action. And so those three pillars he called um, family, rather community, spirituality, and um, I'm going to remember that one in a second, y'all. So we'll get to that. But it was a beautiful idea that he had with this, with his branches. So I want to kind of play that out a little bit. So we have those, those three ideas, right? And I'm going to start with the first, spirituality. When he talked about his spirituality, though, and those of us who knew him and witnessed him, it really came from this idea of gratitude. So gratitude about just being grateful for the good and the God all the time, no matter what was happening. You know, he had gone through some health challenges. He had a transplant at one point. And I remember people telling stories about how he was just always in such a good disposition, so grateful, always wanting to know where the good was and how he could be part of it. And so the idea that that one pillar really has a lot to do with focusing on the blessings, constantly being in the state of gratitude to be able to get in the flow of prosperity. So I want to suggest with that a couple ways that we can kind of get our blessings on, get our prosperity hustle on. And so the first thing I want to say is, you know, when you have money come to you, bless it. I know some of us just take money from the cashier or we take money, you know, and we don't necessarily think about it, but really have a consciousness about every single dollar that comes to you. I remember a number of years ago, I had gotten a $7 check from the ins my insurance company. And my first thought was like, $7, really? Y'all take so much money from my account every day. Like, why are you giving me $7? That wasn't even worth the stamp and the time that you took to send me $7. But that was an, like a momentary kind of thought that happened in my mind. And I thought, oh my gosh, what am I doing? $7. I got $7. So I started to like, woohoo, like shake it around and bless it and praise it. And I was acting a fool just for $7. But the idea is the universe, we're speaking to the universe. We're praying all the time with our actions and our words. So if I am not being grateful for this seven, how am I going to get 700 or 7,000 or 7 million? Yeah, I'm going to claim it. Why not? But that's the idea is that we're blessing our money all the time and that we're blessing even our bills. If your bills come in, instead of having that attitude of worry and distraction and fear, just bless them and say, I know this is for my higher good. I know that God is prospering me. I know that more is coming. I know that this is doing good. So blessing your bills and maybe even writing on your bills and writing on your receipts, some affirmation. If you make a big purchase and you're feeling a little anxious about it, write on that very receipt an affirmation that is affirming that this is for your good. So those are kind of just a couple little tips I think that I'm giving you based on this notion of spirituality and gratitude as the base of that. The second is community. 
the second pillar of, of, of Hecky's sort of um, trunk was community. When I think about what that really means, I think about the notion of generosity. Everyone knew him as a super generous soul. Anytime we needed something at Unity North at the church, he was the first in line to be able to give, to tithe, to do, to do his part. For young people in the community, he was such a great mentor and an advocate. Um, community, he always was there helping someone out and people knew that about him. That was one of the wonderful things giving of our time, talent, and treasure. And so that's what we're all called to do. We're called to give of our time, talent, and treasure, giving in the way that we can. So here's a couple things that I'm going to suggest to you in terms of, you know, getting that hustle for the community and that generosity spirit on. And it may seem a little controversial to some of you all, but anytime someone asks something of you, they're asking for you to give, I'm suggesting that you give. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean if your sister-in-law is asking you for $2,000 that you write a $2,000 check. Maybe it does. I don't know. But anytime someone is making a request of you that you are energetically responding as a yes to that request. So that might mean offering some resources, doing some research for someone and ask, giving them opportunities where they might be resourced with that if you can't or you don't feel you have that resource. But it's really about getting in that energetic flow so that we're not shutting that down. We're saying yes, every time someone is giving, we're giving ourselves that blessing and we're giving other those others that blessing to say yes. So every time someone asks for your help, give it. And here's the thing, give it without judgment, right? Like we can give it, but then like, mm, she really don't need that money, right? Or she used it, wasted it on X, Y, Z. Or don't we do that with homeless people? I love Summer's song that she introduced today in service is, you know, change. You know, it's not just about the change. How, what attitude are we bringing to giving? And that's important because you can't give from spirit. You can't give from an open heart if you're giving in criticism and judgment and fear. So you have to give openly and willingly and knowing and blessing whatever you're giving as part of your good and the collective good. So do that. And then of course, the obvious is tithe. You know, we tithe to, I tithe at least to where I'm spiritually fed. And that can be a number of different things. Um, I do a lot of work, I have done over time, a lot of work, old school unity stuff. You know, those of you who've been around the four T's, the keys to prosperity, some of the work from Catherine Ponder, some of the work from Reverend Edwin Gaines. I mean, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, make it your business to, to find out because these are foundational works that really help us kind of get that prosperity hustle on. But a lot of it is about tithing where you're fed. And when you see that, even if it's on the street, at the cashier line, wherever it is, acknowledging that, however you feel like it's an acknowledgement. And it might be actually giving someone some extra money there just because you felt like there was something beautiful in that interaction. So think about that. We're walking through life every day, and we need to walk through life, walking that consciousness in these small iterations of life, because that's really where we're building our prosperity muscle in all the small interactions. So think about that. I'm going to also suggest that you keep a diary of giving. I have a little small notebook that I have that every month I write in what I'm doing so that I'm holding myself accountable to how I'm giving and where I'm giving. And the other thing you can do is 
get on auto pay. I have auto pay for um, Unity North Shore, for Silent Unity, for Unity of the Great Lakes, all of those because I, again, want to hold myself accountable because I was notorious for forgetting. Even when I go to Sunday service, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to give when I get home. And of course, I never did because not that I didn't want to, but life would get in the way. So I really, really want folks to think about how we can hold ourselves accountable to these principles in our everyday life. Trust in God as your source of supply, and you will never be without. This is our blessing to give. This is our blessing to give, and so we must do it all the time. And it also begins with serving others. So I don't want you to think necessarily that it's just about giving of your treasure. It's also giving of your time and talent. And that was so much part of Hecky's legacy is really understanding that his time and who he was and his voice was just as important. So it's all of those things together. And the last thing, the last pillar for him was about faith. When I think about what that means, having experienced him I think about glee. And those of you who knew Hecky, he was always like this radiant soul. He was always so jovial, laughing, joking, just being so in the moment, so happy, so present. And that really came from, I believe, his deep faith because he understood that no matter what was happening in life, you know, God was there, like God within was there. God is the foundation and that all was good. And so having that trust and having that faith that things would be fine, that things were working in a div in divine order, you know, was part of that way that he could just exhibit that in everyday life, you know? And so, how do we do that? You know, how do we have those notions? It's not about the thoughts that we have. I think we've kind of gotten into this weird notion in unity that only thoughts. And if we look really at the Fillmore's works, we see that it was thoughts and feelings in mind and in body that produce after their kind. So what are the feelings that we're bringing to the, the these things that we're doing in daily life? What are the feelings that we're bringing to truth and the feelings that we're bringing to our prosperity consciousness. So again, this idea of just being in this gleeful state to be able to be prosperity in action. So I'll leave you with a couple kind of questions that you can ask yourself to be able to embody this prosperity hustle and flow around glee. Like, Think about what brings you joy and do it every day, whatever that is. I love gospel music. So every day does not, every day I listen to gospel music. One day does not go by where I do that because that's just what brings me joy. So what brings you joy? What kind of words can you share with someone today and all of this, all days this week, maybe as a, as kind of a challenge to you all that will bring joy and glee into the world? Maybe you do it with strangers or even people in your lives. And how can you be of service? How can you find that joy in serving others to be able to really be in that prosperity flow? Because it's really about the attitude, again, as I've always said, that we bring to prosperity. So I'm gonna conclude by just summarizing here the, the three pillars and um, the three Gs that I've added to, to his pillars. I hope he's, he's okay, he's supporting me with, with that um, from beyond there. but. It's about generosity, which is community. It's about gratitude, which is about spirituality. And it's about glee, which has to do with our faith. This is the secret sauce, the three Gs, not your telephone line like 4G, the three Gs. These are the three Gs, the deep appreciation that we have for life.
And as I close though, I wanna send you with two words of caution. The first is this. We often think that prosperity means we're going to want to pray and affirm that new partner, that new job, that new car, that new thing. And then we don't get it and we feel like, mm, see, they don't work. These principles don't work or I'm not doing it good enough. I'm not doing it the way it's supposed to be. Here's the thing, when we're praying and we're doing this prosperity work, we're really asking for our best and our highest good. And sometimes my friends, my beautiful folks, it involves not having those things. And that is what we have to understand that it's not always about these things. It's about the consciousness that we're working in this time. So if you don't get what you thought you've been asking, there might be a purpose in this, a divine purpose for you in that. And you're still bringing prosperity in your life, but you got to feel it and see it and be open to it. And the other thing that I, I want to caution everyone about is that prosperity is contagious. As I said, I mean, I started my unity journey. And so when you share that, when you embody that prosperity consciousness, it really just seeps out into the world. It will precede you before you walk into a room where people will want to know what what does he or she have? How can I get that? And where did they get it? You know? And so you're walking billboards for truth principle in that regard. So I just want us to remember that that's part of to what we're doing here is where we're building this community of faith based on the works that we're doing, based on the way we're getting our prosperity hustle on and allowing it to flow. So go infect folks, go radiate your prosperity and be the hustle and flow. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review. And if you'd like to support the ministries of Unity on the North Shore, you can text the word GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 815-827-6052. Again, text GIVE to 815-827-6052. Or visit us online and click the donate button www.unityns.org. You'll also find there a complete menu of offerings for sort of remote and distance learning through this time of sequestering. God bless you. And again, thanks for joining.